Hallelujah. Y'all ready for the word? Amen. Come on, bow your heads. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word today, God. Thank you for speaking to our hearts. Thank you for speaking to our minds, Father. Thank you for ordering our steps, God. Thank you for leading the way. Father, we thank you for your ministry to us. Thank you for equipping us for the ministry. You do that through your word. Thank you, Father, for strengthening us and encouraging us, helping us to believe your word is true. Your promises are true. So thank you, Father, for uh, all the things that you have orchestrated in our lives to this point. We also thank you, Father, for what you're going to do as we continue to move forward. All this we ask in Jesus' name. Let the church say amen. Amen. Come on, somebody say 2020 vision. Amen. Come on, say it again. Say it again. Say 2020 vision. Amen. How many of you know I ain't talking about sight? No, not just sight. I'm talking about vision for the road ahead. The road ahead. Amen. All of us that are living, we got a road ahead of us. God has a purpose and a plan for each and every one of us. And according to his word, he's going to order our steps. Amen. You believe that? Amen. So we're going to get into the word this morning. We're going to go right here to Proverbs 29 and 18. Now, this is in the King James Version. And right after this, we're going to read the New King James Version. But I just kind of want to point a couple of things out to you. So here we go. It says, where there is no vision, the people what? The people perish. Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. He who keepeth the law, happy is he. Now, I don't want you to get so hung up on that second part of it. And this is, this is, this is the thing about it. Yes, this is Old Covenant, Old Testament scripture here, right? Book of Proverbs. Scripture says, he who keepeth the law, happy is he. Now, we know that we are not able to keep the law perfectly. Amen? So when, you see, when we see keep the law, you know what that means perfectly, right? That doesn't mean I can keep one or two or three or eight, but the other two I can't. Right. That's not keeping the law. God says to break one law is to break them all. Right. But the scripture says he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Well, who is he who kept the law? Jesus kept the law. Now, according to the scriptures. We are in Christ. Right. We are in Christ. Jesus came and did for us what we could not do for ourselves. Okay, this is before he died. He did what? He fulfilled. Right. He fulfilled the Ten Commandments. He fulfilled that law. All those laws he lived out perfectly for us. And we are in Christ. Amen. The Bible says if any man be in Christ, he is what? A new creation. The old man is passing away. Behold. All things have become new. Amen. So we fulfill this. In Christ. Come on, somebody say, I'm in Christ. Amen. Now, the beginning says, where there is no vision, the people perish. Now, let's see how it reads in the New King James Version. Interesting, it says, where there is no what? Revelation. The people cast off what? Restraint. They cast off restraint. Sounds a little bit different from the people perish, right? Okay. But it gives you a little bit more of what it really means. So what does it mean? Right? So what is vision? Let's go to the scripture and see what it means. All right? So vision. 
says ecstatic state. Now, vision in an ecstatic state. What does ecstatic mean? Like really excited. Like we're supposed to be really happy about the vision that we get from the Lord. Right? Why? Because his plans is to prosper us. Right? He is for us. Come on, somebody say, God is for me. All right? So we're supposed to be ex- excited about it. It says vision in night, a vision, oracle. Now, a vision in night, what do you think about? What do you think about? In night, we think about dreams, right? How I many of you know God wants us to dream? He wants us to dream big. Come on, somebody say, God is a dreamer. Amen. It says vision, an oracle, prophecy. Come on, somebody say prophecy. Okay? Divine communication. Divine. We're talking about vision from God. How I many of you know sometimes we get some very ungodly visions sometimes? Right? Right? Things come to our minds, right? That are not from God, not of God, right? So we're talking about something that is divine. It's divine communication. Something God is trying to speak to us, share with us, get to us. Amen? Down here where it says strong definition down at the bottom. A sight, mentally, right? Not visually, it's a sight mentally. And then it down at the bottom, it says what? A dream, revelation, oracle, vision. So God's vision, biblical vision, the vision that God wants us to have is from him. Amen? Now, how, many, how many of you know we can think of some things on our own, Right? That, are, that won't line up necessarily with this. But this is what God wants us to focus on. Amen? So even a little bit more, it says a divine vision. A vision spoken of a divine vision or a dream. And it says here specifically a vision from God respecting future events. What does that sound like? Respecting future events. What does that sound like? Sounds like prophecy, doesn't it? Does it say prophetic vision? Right? Generally a divine revelation. There's some things God wants to reveal to us for the road ahead. God wants us to have vision, his vision for the road ahead, for 2020. Amen? So I'm saying that to you today because, see, today I don't, I'm not going to give you some 7, 10, 12 steps to success for, in 2020. I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Okay, but what I am going to do is encourage you to get you some biblical vision, some godly vision for your life in 2020. All right. So that we don't repeat the things from 2019 and 2020. Now, there's some things that were good. There are some things that were not so good. Okay. Not the end of the world. God's still with us. Amen. Behind me, you know, God has better for us. He is greater in store for us. How many of you want to receive all that God has for you? Amen. Me too. So let's move ahead. Now there is a difference between vision and sight. We should have seen that already, right? But just in case you didn't, let's see. He says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 7, he says, for we walk by what? Faith, not by sight. So here, this sight, this is not the same as vision. This is what we see, as we can see here, external and outward appearance, right? Difference between vision, okay? Now, here's the thing. 
cool thing is that which we see in a vision from God mentally. As we continue to believe God, God will make that thing manifest, come to be in our lives. And then we could what? Then we could see it. Right. But here. Seeing is not believing in the kingdom of God. In the kingdom of God, believing is seeing. Right? Believing is seeing. See, everything that we can see in the natural started in the spirit. Everything. Everything. Right? So here we go. It says, every created thing is a result or a product of the vision of God. Every created thing. I didn't say every made thing. See, to make something, you have to take things that have already been created. Okay? God created everything that he created out of nothing. Right? Right? So every created thing is a result or a product of the vision of God. Now, Genesis Chapter 1, verses 1 through 31, we're going to read. And some might think, 31 scriptures, man, come on now, that's overkill, isn't it? Yes, that's, that's the point. So that you can see how God did what he did, and so that we can follow the pattern of God as we prepare ourselves for the road ahead. Amen? So we're going to read through all of this. Yes, we are. And we're still going to be done before Pastor Troy is usually done. How about that? <laughs> yes, we will. All right. So as we read, what I'm going to encourage you to do is begin to visualize. Now, most of this stuff has already come to pass. This is the very first chapter of the Bible. So all this stuff has come to pass. So we've seen a lot of this stuff. But just visualize. Sometimes, I don't know about you. Anybody in here a daydreamer? I daydream all the time. And this is like all over my face. My wife is always like, so what you thinking about? I'm like, I don't want to tell you what I'm thinking about. <laughs> but I'm always daydreaming. Some people don't daydream. Some people just get their dreams at night. I don't know, you know, but I daydream a lot. Okay? And so it's easier for me to visualize this with my eyes open, some of you may need to just kind of close your eyes a little bit to see, okay? See, not physically, but see what? Mentally, what's going on right here in the very first book of the Bible. So let's read. He says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. God created the heavens and the earth. He says, the earth was without form and void and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. What imagination. What creative genius God has that he possesses to think this just out of nothing. You think God needed that? No. He didn't need that. 
He didn't need any of this stuff. Verse 5. He says, God called the light day. In the darkness, he called night. So the evening and the morning were the first day. Then God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters and let it divide the waters from the waters. Thus, God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament. And it was so. How was it so? How was it so? He said it. He said it. God is prophesying here. And guess what is happening as he prophesies it? It's actually happening. It's actually happening. Verse 8, he says, And God called the firmament heaven. So the evening and the morning were the second day. Then God said, Let the waters under the heavens be gathered together into one place. And let the dry land appear, and it was so. And God called the dry land earth. And the gathering together of the waters he called seas. And God saw that it was what? Good. I mean, you know, everything that God's created, he called good. Right? Let's keep going. Since then God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb that yields seed, and the fruit tree that yields fruit according to its kind. Whose seed is in itself. Whose seed is in itself. On the earth, and it was so. And the earth brought forth grass, the herb that yields seed according to its kind, and the tree that yields fruit, whose seed is in itself according to its kind. And God saw that it was good, so the evening and the morning were the third day. You guys starting to see a pattern? God had a vision. But he didn't just let it stay in his mind. He spoke it out. It came out of his mouth. That's a pattern for us to follow. So as God gives you his vision, for the road ahead. It's not just for you to have in your mind. God wants you to speak it out. He wants you to say it. Don't be afraid to say it. Speak it out. Amen? Here we go. Verse 14. He says, Then God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day from the night. And let them be for signs and seasons and for days and years. And let them be for lights in the firmament of the heavens to give light on the earth. And it was so. Then God, and then God made two great lights. The greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. You notice that God says, let there be light in the firmament. So there were lights before he created the sun, the moon, and the stars. You guys pick up on that? So verse 17 says, God set them in the firmament of the heavens to give light on the earth and to rule over the day and over the night and to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was what? Good. So the evening and the morning were the fourth day. Then God said, let the waters abound with an abundance of living creatures. 
and let the birds fly above the earth across the face, face of the firmament of the heavens. So God created great sea creatures and every living thing that moves with which the waters abounded. God supplied. Amen. He says, according to their kind and every winged bird, according to its kind. And God saw that it was what? Good. And God blessed them. He blessed what? He blessed them. He blessed the animals, right? He blessed the, the, the things that he had created. He says, and God blessed them saying, be fruitful and multiply. That's how God blessed them. You see that? It says, then God blessed them saying, be fruitful and multiply. The ability to be fruitful and multiply is a blessing. Now, the scripture tells us that God has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. He's also given us the ability to create wealth. How about that? Anybody hear that? He's also given us the ability to create wealth. Be fruitful and multiply. Come on, somebody say, that's for me. He says, be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters of the seas and let birds multiply on the earth. So the evening and the morning were the fifth day. Since then God said, let the earth bring forth the living creature according to its kind, cattle and creeping thing and beast of the earth, each according to its kind. And it was what? It was so. And God made the beast of the earth according to its kind, cattle according to its kind, and everything that creeps on the earth according to its kind. And God saw that it was what? Good. Now, coming to a close, we've got two more. It says, then God said, let us make man. This is the first time you hear God said, let us. Right? First, he was just saying, let there be, let there be, let there be. Now, all of a sudden, verse 26, he says, now let us, let us. Sounds like a collective effort, doesn't it? He says, let us make man. Here's where we come in. Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Just think about that. And think about all the scriptures we just read before then. In our likeness. In our likeness. Anybody think God wants us to be like him? Absolutely. Scripture says to be ye imitators of who? Of God. Be imitators of God. Doesn't mean do exactly what he did because we can't do what he did. But like him meaning to be like him, right? He says, let them have dominion. Let who have dominion? Let man have dominion. In other words, he says, hey, go use some dominion. That's what he's saying. He says, let them have. In other words, I have it, but give them some, right? You guys understand that? Let them have dominion. What is dominion? Dominion is power. Right? Dominion is authority. Amen? He said, let them have dominion over what? Over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, 
over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Verse 27, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them. It says, then God blessed them. He blessed who? He blessed who? He blessed man. Okay, so say I'm blessed. Amen. So it says, then God blessed them, and God said to them, what? Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over every living thing that moves on the earth. And God said, see, I have given you every herb that yields seed, which is on the face of the of all the earth, and every tree whose free fruit yields seed to you, it shall be for food. He gave all that to who? To us. To man. Amen? To man. He gave all of that to us. He wants us to walk in the dominion, the power and authority that he gave us. But he said to have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over every living thing that moves on the earth. He did not see, say, have dominion over each other. He didn't say have dominion over man, right? Because if, 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 if we had dominion over each other, then that means some of us wouldn't be able to live this out. But he meant this for all of us. Amen? He meant it for all of us. So he wants us to have dominion. He wanted us to have dominion. And of course, we know how the story goes. Satan came in. Sin came in. Adam and Eve did what? They created them and they, they sinned, right? And then man was under the curse, right? Why would we know that Jesus has redeemed us from the curse of the law? So we are what? Free. Why? Because the scripture says he who the son sets free is what? Is free indeed. Right. Jesus restored us back to the garden. Amen. So that we can again have. Right. Because he said have dominion. Right. So that we can have the dominion and the authority that God so desired for us to have. Right. Now, here we go. Verse 30, he says also. To every beast of the earth, to every bird of the air. And to everything that creeps on the earth in which there is life, I have given each, excuse me, I have given every green herb for food and it was so. Then God saw everything that he had made and indeed it was what? Very good. So the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Now everything that God had created up to that point, he said it was good, it was good, it was good, it was good, it was good. After he created man, now he says very good. Very good. Right. So what does that say to me? What that says to me is. If God says you're very good, then guess what? You're very good. Listen, God restored us back to the garden. Jesus <laughs> fulfilled everything. He did everything that we that man could not do just so that we can get back here. Now, I'd be doggone if I'm not going to walk in that. I'd be doggone if I'm not going to receive that. 
for myself. I mean, think about all that Jesus went through just so that we can get back to this. Right? Just so we can get back to this. I think this is important. Listen, God made it a priority to send Jesus just to get us back to this point. Back to the beginning. Amen? Now, let's go to Habakkuk 2 and 2. Very uh, familiar passages of scripture here. It says, Then the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and what? Make it plain on tablets. Right? Now, when he says tablets, what is he referring to? He's referring to stone. Okay? He says, then the Lord said, then the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain on tablets. So what does that say to us? The vision that we get from the Lord, not only should we speak it out, but we should also what? Write it down. Write it down. Why? Well, he tells us. He says that he may run who reads it. That he may run who reads it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time. He says, but at the end, it will what? It will speak. It will speak. He says, and it will not lie. God's not trying to set us up to fail. Amen? The word that we get from the Lord, the vision that we get from God, is going to be the truth. Amen? It's going to be for real. And so that means we can trust God as we walk out this vision, this prophetic word that he's given us for our lives. Amen. He says, though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come. Somebody say it will surely come. It will not tarry. That means delay. It won't be delayed. I mean, you know, God is always on time. Amen. Might not come when you want him, but he's always what? On time time. Now, this is instruction for us, okay? Not just for, you know, the prophet in the scripture. This is instruction for us. Write it down. Make it plain. Make it plain. Listen, the vision of God is not a small thing. It might take you a while. You might have you a book by the time you finish writing, but it's okay. God's vision is supposed to be big. Amen? It's supposed to be big. Now I'm reading here from Psalm 37, 23. Here we go. He says, the steps of a good man are ordered by who? By the Lord. And he, the Lord, delights in his way. Who is the good man, right? The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And he delights in his way. So what does it mean to be a good man? You see, sometimes we tend to count ourselves out because we tend to look so much at ourselves and, and we, 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 we tend to disqualify ourselves sometimes. But what is a good man? This is a man, strong man, a warrior, right? Emphasizing strength and ability to fight. Now, God did give us dominion, didn't he? He did give us power and authority, right? Amen. Let's come down here. A valiant man, a warrior, generally 
a person simply. We all fit that description, right? Okay. What else it says? Everyone, which doesn't exclude anyone, right? Amen. Mighty. In other words, all of us, everybody, listen, we need to stop focusing so much on ourselves. Listen, I know we got life happens to all of us, but the sooner that we focus on our Savior versus our situation, things will change. We got to get back to the vision of God, right? You got to understand that, listen, in this life, we will suffer persecution. That's what the scripture says. The Bible says if you desire to follow God, desire to follow Christ, you will suffer persecution in this life, in this world. Okay. Scripture also encourages us to count it all with joy when we endure, as we endure these various trials, these various tribulations that are going to come against us. Okay, now we know. Now we shouldn't be surprised. Right? We shouldn't be surprised. Okay? But we have to remember, what did God say? What did God say about my life? He might not have told me everything that was going to happen, but he did say something to me. He did speak something to me. He did reveal something to me, right? Vision is revelation, right? He did give me a glimpse of something. He gave me a mental picture. Should I all of a sudden stop believing what he revealed because something he didn't reveal happened in my life? Absolutely not. Why? Because the Bible says that the promises of God in Christ are yes and amen. Amen. So if God gives you a vision, it's a promise. It's going to happen and it won't be late. Amen. When it happens, that's the appointed time. Amen. Amen. Let's not get caught off guard because things happen in our lives. Everybody is qualified. Amen. Come on, say, I'm a good man. Or a good woman. Whichever one fits you. Amen. Again, the steps of a good man are what? Ordered by the Lord. Ordered by the Lord. What does that mean? What does it mean? It means to be set up. Now, in most cases, we don't like to be set up. Right? In most cases, we don't like to be set up. But the scripture says that the steps of a good man are ordered or set up by the Lord. Now, I like that kind of setup. Okay? So if God's going to set me up, even if it's a surprise, I don't know what it is. It's still good for me. Amen. So I like this kind of setup. It says to be set up, to be established, to be fixed, firmly established. To make firm. To make firm. Listen. Our faith should be rooted deeply in Christ. That means it doesn't matter what comes or what goes. We're like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Amen? Plant it firmly. That means when the wind blows, I'm still standing. Amen? I'm still standing. I'm rooted. Not only am I rooted, I'm covered. I'm covered. I'm protected. Amen? 
So tell your neighbor, you've been set up. Been set up. But it's the good kind. Amen? So here we go. It says, the steps of a good man are what? Ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. Though he fall. Though he fall. It didn't say we couldn't or wouldn't fall. Right? The scripture says that the righteous man may fall seven times, but what? He gets back up. Amen? He says, though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down. In other words, you're not there to stay. Okay? He says, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. The Lord upholds us, me, you, with his hand. Amen? He says, I have been young and now am old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken. Anybody in here righteous? I'm not talking about your deeds. I'm not talking about what you do. But the scripture says that we are, those who believe, we are the righteousness of God in Christ. We are in Christ. Amen? Amen. I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his descendants begging bread. Begging bread. Why? Because my God supplies all of my need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. What did the psalmist say? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not lack. Amen? God is an awesome provider. He's an awesome provider. And there's no good thing that he will withhold from you. Amen? Do you believe that, church? Amen. Jeremiah 29 and 11. This might be the last one. He says, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you. He demonstrated that in Genesis. You guys see that? He, he demonstrated that in Genesis. All that we read, 1 through 31, he showed this. He says, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord. It's just thoughts of peace and not of evil. To give you a future and a hope. To give you a future and a hope. Amen? Now, what is hope? You hear it a lot around here, right? What is hope? It's a confident expectation of good. It's a confident expectation of good. This is what you can expect from the Lord. So when God gives you a vision, have confidence in that vision. Because it's his desire for you. When he gives you a, a vision, we should be ecstatic about it. Because it's something that we can't orchestrate on our own. It's not something that we can do. It's, it, like it should make us feel like, for real, God? Are you for real? For me? Oh, my God. Like, it should blow your mind. It should blow your mind. And you're not going to, listen, you're not going to get it all at once. But when you begin to write and speak it out, you'll get more and more and more and more of it. You'll get more what? More revelation. More revelation. You'll begin to unveil, uncover his vision for your life. Amen? Amen. Come on, stand to your feet. Let's pray.
Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your vision for our lives. We thank you, Father, for your word today. Thank you, God, that your word fell on fresh ears and hearts that are ready to receive. Thank you, Father, for just reminding us of your purpose and your plan for us, your desire, your thoughts toward us that are good. We thank you, God, that when you created us, you said that we were very good, something that we don't, we don't often hear in our day-to-day lives. God, you reminded us that we are very good because we were created and made in your image and likeness. And because Jesus himself came and he was our sacrifice, he fulfilled all the righteous requirements of the law. And through him, you restored us back to the garden your original intention for us. You've restored that dominion, authority, and power. You've given us the opportunity, God, to speak life to our own situations and into the lives of others. We thank you, Father, for equipping us. Thank you, Father, for allowing us to be a part of what you're doing in the earth. Thank you, Father, for the vision and the provision for the vision. God, I pray that in the days, weeks, months, years ahead, God, that you would just begin to just unveil and reveal and speak out to us your vision. Father, let us follow your instruction to write it down, to make it plain, to speak it out, to water it, to water it with your word. Thank you, Father, for touching our lives today in a way that perhaps you never have. Thank you, God, for showing us something fresh and showing us something new as you spoke to each and every one of our hearts independently. Thank you, Father, for your purpose for each individual and and for each family represented in this place. Thank you, Father, for strong families and strong marriages, strong relationships that are able to overcome the attack of the enemy. Thank you, Father, for causing us to be resilient. Thank you for causing us to be good soldiers of Jesus Christ as we endure hardships. We thank you, the greatest he who is in us, that he was against us. I pray, Father, that as we leave this place, God, we go equipped with your word. And that, Father, we we have great confidence in your vision for our lives. Thank you for ordering our steps and leading us and guiding us in a way that only you can. Thank you, Father, for every soul in this place. Thank you, Father, for your ability to reach and to touch and to heal and to deliver and to save all those who are lost. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. And if there is anyone in this place who does not have a relationship with Jesus, does not know God I want to encourage you to take his hand he's reaching out to you today he's reaching out to you even now he's tugging on your heart he's drawing you to himself with love and with kindness for his grace is sufficient for you doesn't matter what you've been through doesn't matter what you've done His grace is still sufficient. And he loves you. He sent his son to die for you. 
He has a great purpose. And he's waiting for you. If you have a desire to know Jesus, have a personal relationship with God through Christ, I want you to just repeat after me. Those who are here who already have a relationship with Jesus, if you would just, in support of those who don't, would also repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I confess with my mouth that you are Lord. And I believe in my heart that God raised you from the dead. I need you. I need you in my life. I can't do it on my own. I come to the realization that I have a great need. And only you can fill the void. So come into my life. Come into my heart. And save me. It's in your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Come on, can we give God a shout of praise? Hallelujah. Bless your name. Amen. Amen. Amen.